Armstrong and Getty. The birthplace of talk radio. I hear all these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. My gosh. Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. Not a garden snake. I need a king cobra with a hook in it. Hopefully lean over. The name's Joe. This is Ed McMahon. And now, he. Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. C's in York. Welcome to another uh, episode deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound on Little Wednesday. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Uh, I'll tell you one, we're not under the tutelage of the, the fancy Zoom call. Yesterday, that some are trying to claim was the uh, Democratic Party convention. Little nobody Wednesday? convened. Little Wednesday? Yes. <laughs> what? The fancy Zoom call. Yeah. That's what you're. Yeah, it was a somewhat dressed up Zoom call. I'll have to take your word for it, as Who you know. Who cares? I'm not watching. Hey, pump that music up. This is an information party, man. Like Prince said, if you didn't come to party, don't bother knocking on my door. Wow, strong words. Exactly. We'll take your calls. It's an intermation party. <laughs> da-da, da-da. What? Da-da-da-da. Oh boy, Cardi B is out with another video. Alert listener uh, Christy just sent it along. And uh, we'll be busy, busily bleeping it for the next hour and a half, then bring it to you. So we talked. We talked last week about uh, the Cardi B song uh, "WAP" and uh, just like kind of reference that you can't even. It's hard to even discuss at all. It's uh, well, the, well. Anyway, the New York Times said it's the raunchiest number one song in American history. I have uh, two two things with that. One, uh, it's number one in what sense? It's a number one song. Downloads, streams. I don't, I don't doubt down the stream. I don't so. doubt them. I yeah. doubt they'd call it the number one song if it wasn't number one in some manner. But right. to say it's the raunchiest, yeah, I, I, I doubt the whatever number two is wouldn't even be close. Well, in a, a certain point, I mean, how do you get raunchier than completely raunchy? I mean, right. just but, yeah. but what, what's what's the second what's second place on that list? I doubt it's in the same league. Of number one songs. I mean, you can think of a lot of filthy songs, but they were never, like, actual hits. Right. It so, left something to the imagination as well. I mean... So, yeah. Anyway, so that's really interesting that w- the same week that Cardi B has the raunchiest number one song in U.S. history, by far, that Joe Biden gives an interview to her. I don't know what that was all about. Going Whatever. for the youth vote. I don't care, but uh, just, just it seems interesting in a in an incredibly cautious campaign that's you know being so just over the top careful. Let's just make no mistakes. If we make just don't take no risks, we're going to win as long as we don't take any risks. You do an interview with Cardi B. It just seems odd to me. Yeah, well, you know, you'll have the full complicity of the media. What's the upside? That's what the I, youth I, vote. I don't know. It seems like an odd move. It's a, it, it, the name's it, Joe. It it breaks from what I have my vision of of their of their you know super careful bunkered down no risk campaign. Going for the woke vote and the uh, the black vote, I guess. Now maybe that could be it. I don't know. 
Yeah. Well, she was notoriously did did many of those things with Bernie and they they got much viral acclaim. Mm-hmm. The one she did with Biden wasn't nearly as charming for whatever reason. It didn't seem to get the same track, but I, I feel like it was it's the Zoom aspect, I think, was part of it. Maybe. Yeah. I think it was the uh, an, another attempt to reach out to the Bernie wing and to make sure that mm. they, you know, kind of welcome them in, them in which Bernie did a. Uh, he did his own lifting of that weight in, in the DNC last night, too. Well, yeah. if you haven't heard the song that we're talking about, WAP, Michael, do you have the uh, clip where Cardi B is a uh, epidemiologist? She's talking about uh, the, the current disease that's sweeping the nation. She's evidently changed from epidemiology to gynecology Coronavirus! in terms of her professional studies. Uh, that was back in the day when she was most uh, you know into microbes, virus, viri. Well, so but now, now my interest is peaked. Maybe there's the maybe they have internal polling that's leading them to believe that's this. what the song's about. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I'm here all week. <laughs> uh, well, many, many, many songs have been about that, but usually yeah, most more, of them <laughs> usually more of in a metaphorical sense, not in a just like clinically di- describing what is happening. Well, right, yeah, it's really more gynecology than art. (laughs) Oh, geez. Uh, But so maybe they have internal polling there at the Biden organization that leads them to believe we have to take a little risk in this area. we got to shore up this whole Bernie wing thing, the Bernie AOC wing. Right, oh, yeah, major effort. I don't know. Major effort, absolutely. And there's also zero chance that she's going to ask him a gotcha question. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So you technically cross off. No, he does interviews. You can vaguely reference that in future oh asides or whatever. I'm not right. sure that's going to work. That's weird. It doesn't matter if it works, but you can say it and not be lying. <laughs> True. Oh, and 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 get cover. I heard the most egregious lie I've ever heard on Nakedly Progressive Radio this morning when I was getting ready. I subject myself to all sorts of media of all sorts of sides of issues so I can understand what's being talked about. Helps me refine my own ideas, et cetera, et cetera, blah, 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 free marketplace of ideas. Most egregious lie ever. The anchorette, Corva Coleman is her name. Why, you wrote it down, you're so angry. No, no, I I memorized it. Uh, The part I wrote down is is what follows. Uh, She was talking about how uh, uh, Michelle Obama gave a speech at the fancy Zoom call yesterday. And she fancy Zoom call. (laughs) And she said that uh, uh, Trump is in over his head. That quote is getting a fair amount of attention. And this, and I quote the incredible liars of NPR. Trump responded by repeating a conspiracy theory that the Obama administration had spied on his campaign. There is no evidence to support that charge. Wow. That is pretty. That is very wrong. An FBI lawyer just Hmm. pleaded guilty to faking up a document to get the original FISA warrant on Carter Page, a campaign aide. Uh, There is a confession to that so-called conspiracy theory. So that's astonishing. That's not outside of the norm of what goes on currently in media. But, you know, that should be heard for anybody who's making the freaking claim that it's all... Fox News and right-wingers who make crap up. That is, uh, can you get more mainstream than NPR? It's taxpayer-funded, for crying out loud. Yeah. Um, can you get more mainstream than that? And that is an out-and-out lie. Yeah. That uh-huh. is that is designed to deceive you. That is an affirmative lie. It is not leaving something out. It is not spin. It is not half a truth. It is an affirmative lie. Yeah. I have never taken an alcoholic drink. Here's There a- you go. That's a lie. <laughs> Here, here, my guess would be whoever did that report actually believes that. 
I because they take in all their information through other sources that believe or who who claim that. That's a charitable point. A charitable point of view. I think you may be right. That person. Yeah, I mean, is, she's entirely insulated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there you go. That's uh, that's wild. That's well. That's that's so tr- that's so damn troubling. That is so damn troubling. And like so many of their their people over there, they are so smug and pleased with themselves as they spout their their lies. It's just ridiculous. Oof. I know it's terrible, and my tax money is supporting them. And even you know, I hate to uh, gripe about uh, nakedly progressive radio too much, but they have a uh, a business oriented little featurette that they do every morning when I'm getting ready, and that has swung way left. It's now about income inequity and reimagining the economy, and it's gone from business to uh, socialism slash Marxism. It's astonishing, and my tax dollars are supporting that. Well, uh, you know, I've been trying to stay big picture lately rather than uh, the individual episode uh, sort of uh, thing. And uh, the big picture wise, it's just it's so damn scary. We've been going this direction for a long time and, 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 and it's way worse now than it was a year ago of just having completely different sets of worldviews mm-hmm. with different facts to back those up. Mm-hmm. You can't have a conversation. People want to, we need to have a conversation about this conversation. You'd have to start from scratch, and it would take weeks to get us all in the same playing field. Exactly. Before we could have a conversation about yeah. anything. Yeah. That's really troubling. Well, it could be a choppy seas ahead. <laughs> I'd say. Boy, but as long as we keep our eye on the North Star of Freedom... And have our crew close by and provisions in the galley. And I'm really going nowhere with this metaphor. (laughs) And our sails full of the winds of change will arrive on the shores of what the hell. (laughs) I just, I don't know what's going to happen. With sodomy and the lash of something. I figure it's not going to be as bad as the Civil War. Hmm. We're, We're not going to have... Uh, hundreds of thousands of dead uh, getting their limbs sawn off sans anesthesia in fields in, okay. in, in you know, North Carolina. I'll agree with you there before we move on. That's that my standard. So I'm rather specific bar. there. I don't think people will be getting their limbs sawed off. Right. In North Carolina. <laughs> sans anesthesia. <laughs> I don't think we'll have 600,000 dead. I think we'll be as divided for longer than the Civil War. Mm, well, yeah, well, there's no point in, in, in quibbling about that. I see your point. It's it, We're not going to come back together as quickly and, you know, be one nation. I take your question. They, I take your question. <laughs> they have a giant Robert E. Lee downtown Richmond. I don't think we've come together. That was my only quibble. Uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. Hi, this morning, Michael. I'm doing good. I'm imagining a scenario where, like, all the TV networks have to cut the feed when Joe Biden is reading aloud the lyrics to Cardi B's <laughs> new song backstage with a hot mic. He has no clue. He's just reading it to himself and it's going over the air. Oh, know? that'd be good. It would be good. That yeah. would be funny. That would bring us all together. Yeah. <laughs> in laughter. Yeah. The, the lyrics for WAP are just not for anybody under 40. Who hasn't been in the Navy? That's what I say. <laughs> Forty. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't. <laughs> There's a little young. There's positive Sean, who smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Uh, I will. I've already yapped enough in this opening segment. I will cede the rest of my time back to the host, and uh, I, I will share. I some... reclaim my time. <laughs> mm, reclaim my time. 
And we have three and a half hours to go, so we'll all yeah, get plenty yeah. of time to talk. Talk about the um, DNC later. Yeah, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Tuesday, August 18th, the year 2020. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve this program. Let's begin then. Officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations, the show begins at Mark. That's God testing me. said, so, you know, you did it once. And I said, did I do a great job, God? I'm the only one that could do it. He said, that you shouldn't say. Now we're going to have you do it again. <laughs> wow. That was the first time I've seen Trump being Trump in five, six months. Yeah. Where he was just like, he was <laughs> he was just doing his full-on, you know, he's rolling with it Trump thing. He's feeling it. Yeah. He, well, he's not going to get to do that for his speech next week. That's uh, that's that's gonna hurt him. Anyway, how does mailbag lurk and oh, everything it's, else? It's very nice, very nice. Uh, some positive, life affirming material. Oh, I would mailbag. use that. Yo, I'm telling you, man. There's some polling out about what people know and don't know about the coronavirus. It is astounding. Speaking of, you oh, know, boy. people's information and oh, that boy. sort of stuff. Uh, and our text line is four one five two nine five KFTC. Ian Bremmer just tweeted out a picture of a big, giant concert going on in Wuhan. He said, August 2020, Wuhan partying like it's 2019. That's a little galling that the place that brought the world the freaking bat flu and changed everybody's lives is uh, having a big outdoor party and enjoying Ah, themselves. Yeah, it's a little annoying. (sighs) What you gonna do? Mailbag. That's what we're gonna do right now. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day from Milton Friedman. I was in a Friedman mood. Okay. There are actually two of them. They're closely related. Should have named one of my sons Milton. How about Freedy? A society that puts equality before freedom will get neither. A society that puts freedom before equality will get a high degree of both. And... Related, one of the great mistakes is to judge policies and programs by their intentions rather than their results. Oh, boy, that's uh, <clears throat> so true. Never-ending battle. You know, back to my uh, jihad against uh, NPR, I was listening to the Marketplace segment of the show because I'm interested in business, the economy, and the rest of it. And it's, as I said earlier, it's swung more and more left. It's now about socialism, Marxism, collectivism, trying to change the economy. And they actually, they were talking about universal basic income, welfare programs, that sort of thing, and cited the the case of the uh, oil royalties that all Alaskans get. And they mentioned at one point it was $1,600 in a year, and uh, the professor stated with the agreement of the host that, well, the problem with that was that everyone got $1,600 whether you were wealthy or working class or poor, so that added to income inequity. And I'm like, wait a minute. Everybody getting the same amount added? Increased, they said. Increased income inequity. What does that mean? What? That's, that's stating the opposite of what is true. Oh, my gosh. The, no, the economic notions that will choke us to death are now mainstream. All right, I promised you positive and uplifting. Uh, Mesquite, Nevada. 
Everybody put in blue light bulbs on their porches. It looks like even uh, street lights, maybe. They lit up the town blue to support their local police. The Mesquite Police Department uh, tweeted, they say a picture is worth a thousand words, but there aren't enough words to explain what this picture means to us. Look at that. It's You, you can see just the neighborhood's glowing blue. That is very <laughs> nice in contrast to some audio you're going to hear later from Seattle and Portland about some of the oh. attitudes about the police in those areas. Oh, boy. Oh, this is uh, politically incorrect. We were talking about uh, gentrification in Seattle. The BLM activists screaming, white people, give up your homes. Give your home to a black person, which would involve a tremendous amount of paperwork. Anyway, uh, let's see. Uh, Greg writes, I propose white liberals be asked if they would take the following pledge. I hereby promise to never buy any property owned by a black person and to never help a black person to turn a profit on a property they own. I will only allow whites to become wealthy through appreciation of real estate. I will not contribute to gentrification by helping black people cash out and move to a better place. And I will feel good about myself for not exploiting them. That's that's good. It ignores renters. Mm. I would point that out. But, yeah, they used to call gentrification... Um, uh, Enterprise zones, or uh, what's the, what's the term? I threw it around yesterday. Um, it used to be a good thing, making nasty neighborhoods nice. Oh, we've got a couple of emails about uh, various experiences with the distance learning. Oh, I want to hear with that. The kids. Oh, the contrasts, uh, unbelievable. Because uh, you know it's kicking off all around the country. We haven't started yet until like next week or week after. I probably ought to nail that down. <laughs> Some places are, yeah, you yeah, maybe, yeah. Some places are doing it beautifully. Some are utterly hapless. Yeah, well. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So in front of the building we work in, like so many buildings in uh, office parks, it's got kind of a fountain pool sort of thing. I guess that's supposed to make us feel better about our lives or whatever. It's actually are. quite uh, soothing. Oh, I'm, I'm pro. When, uh, when it's running. But it's amazing. You know, it's a very common thing with buildings. Anyway. Before you go any further with this story, I thought I had a good story. I had to call 911 on my way into work today. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, there was a, uh, right on the interstate, I mean, just off, right on the, uh, like the shoulder where you'd pull off with a flat tire, um, is this guy, like, hunched over, just standing there, like, covered with a, like, a towel or a sheet or something, and he was just kind of swaying back and forth like he was high or nuts or injured or something. I mean, maybe 12 feet away from cars whizzing by at 75 miles per hour. <sighs> and uh, so, yeah, I called the cops. I thought that was an interesting story until now. <laughs> With another person that's probably high or nuts. Um, uh, so we got this fountain pool thing out in front of the building. The fountains, has it been running, not running through all of COVID? I don't nobody, think it has. Almost nobody's in this office building. Five floors of uh, of office suites in practically a ghost town. Tumbleweeds. Except for us very... Blowing down the hallways. Except for us very hearty radio announcer types. <laughs> but um, I went down to my car to get a computer cord out of my car, and there is a woman uh, swimming in a little pond out there. The I'll be fountain. darned. She's swimming in there and muttering to herself. She's Shh. muttering, "Holy cow, it's hot!" I think I heard. Uh, I think I heard her say Jesus in a couple of ways. Might have been Jesus, it's hot. Yeah, could could be. As um, it has been quite. She uh, she's she's full on like on her back floating and then like backstroking and then she turned over and I didn't realize it was deep enough for that. But it's, no. it's this deep. 
No. It's a couple yeah, feet, maybe. Yeah. No. Like yeah. one the depth and a half of the to, actual water? One I and a half to two feet? I don't think feet. you could do an effective stroke. You'd, I think it's two feet deep. I mean, was she, like, just flopping, or was she actually motivating herself? Uh, she was She was moving. Moving. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I'll be danged. Buoyant gal. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have thought it was deep enough. <laughs> I admire your buoyancy. <laughs> Your backstroke is uh, delightful. Your form is beautiful. So I don't think that's a nine one one sort of situation. No, it's no. a the building ought to be alerted sort of situation. I don't think they want swimming in the fountain. No, crazy people swimming in the fountain before sunrise. You know, is there no swimming sign posted somewhere? No, there's not. And as right, we now so. know in American society, if there's not a sign warning you not to do something, that means you can and should. <laughs> My wife How about did a, fishing? Am I allowed to fish in there? The water's pretty clear, and I haven't seen any fish. But I think we should set up a segment where we fish and just do a do a segment on the radio. Maybe we'll catch something. My wife did a great deal of driving around L.A. and Orange County uh, last couple of days because this doctor's appointment thing we had, and um, she doesn't usually travel far from home. In fact, I was driving her vehicle over the weekend. She's had the same truck for I don't know how many years now. And I think she's put like 15,000 miles on it mm. in wow. several years. Wow. Um, uh, uh, but she said, God, the homeless situation, she said, you know, you read about it, you hear it, but until you're out and about, you don't see it. Yeah. It's just incredible. Yeah. And it is incredible. And so we got this person out in the fountain that's floating around. They're either high slash drunk slash mentally ill or all three. Mm, sure. On uh, some combination Any, of those. Exactly. Three. Yeah. And what do you do with that person? So you encounter them, they're mentally okay, and they should go where? Well, and yeah, get what care paid for by who for how long? The mentally ill need a lobbyist to spread money to politicians. That's the only way you get anything done. The The cries of compassion and doing the right thing are completely fake. I'm not trying to be a just a pain in the ass. There, there, there's got to be a... No, it's I mean, effortless. We, we have to... <laughs> No, it is. It is effortless. <laughs> um, but uh, and we have to come up with something to get people off the streets. But sure. the reason my wife was driving around uh, with this new doctor's appointment is because my son's brain doesn't work the way it's supposed to, mm-hmm. and he's incapable of uh, at least so far, and he's eight years old, um, being a part of regular life. He doesn't go to school, et cetera, et cetera. We're spending a, a tremendous amount of time and money, and I don't know how many doctors and therapists and whatever we've seen. And so far are not really getting anywhere. So what do you do with this woman out here in the pool or that guy over there? Or what, what do you do? What do you do? I, I don't I don't I don't have an answer for that. Yeah. Well, the idea is and it's been implemented with varying levels of success in the past is a a compassionate place for them to be where they will be safe and cared for. Um, but we have very, very little of that these days because of the community uh mental health care craze of the 19 i guess the uh, 60s 70s it really came into be it, it was it's a perfect example of what uh, milton friedman said we were talking earlier one of the great mistakes is to judge policies and programs by their intentions rather than their results there's no data to show that that worked and was a good idea but it became the craze in psychiatric circles so they closed down the mental hospitals liberals blame reagan for it reagan was under tremendous pressure from the intellectual left to do that and I'm being very charitable with the, uh, you know, uh, treating it like it's all a mental illness problem when there have been a whole bunch of studies that would say it's overwhelmingly a drug and alcohol problem. Mm-hmm. 
And then what do you do with those people? Well, we happen to work in an area that has gone way down the road of making it easier to be a junkie. It should be easy and comfortable to be a drug addict. And so, uh, by golly, now there are more. Who could have predicted that? Other than anybody with a lick of sense could have predicted that. What are you going to do? Swim. (laughs) You're going to go for a swim. It's hot out. I went for a swim the other day. Come on. And then perhaps once I walk into the building, break in my car and steal my stuff. I don't know that she's going to do that, but it happens all the freaking time. It would not be the least bit surprising. If you see wet footprints by your car, we have a suspect. (laughs) I just hope. Well, uh, hmm. Yeah. I hope swim is all she does in there. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) I just, that's wild. You're concerned she's going to... uh, there are no porta johns out there. Hanson, did you say that you heard somebody was brushing their teeth in that pond the other day? That can't be. Nobody would brush their teeth in there, would they? Uh, I don't know. That's super disgusting. I saw a video of a woman shaving her legs in the pool <laughs> once. So it's, oh, it's certainly possible. All um, right, back to the events of the day. Can I hit mm. you with a tiny bit of COVID stuff? Though, well, you know what? I'm going to go with this first. I'm going to go with this first because it'll lead us to that. And you might be in this category. I'm in this category, and I do this for a living. 57% of people say they no longer watch the nightly news because it stresses them out. Oh, I I, I believe that. I don't know that I would. I don't watch it because it sucks. It has nothing to do with stressing me out. I don't know if I would specifically say it's because it stresses me out. But uh, I feel like it's not going to make my life any better in a number of ways. To take in more news a lot of times now. And I'm a news junkie. Sure. But I regularly feel like I've I've watched the Sunday shows for 30 years. Your face is the nation. Your meets the press. Your ABCs this week. And I don't anymore. I just, a combination of what we were talking about earlier where there's just such a non-shared set of facts or storylines that I don't feel like I don't get anything out of from that standpoint. And then I just, I don't need more strife. I just don't need more of it. Yeah, I, I sympathize with both both those views. I actually did something that you folks absolutely must not do. And that's, I just switched to listening to music. I went to Bank of America and got into their fountain. <laughs> no, no. Um, I, I actually switched to music because... Everything on the so-called news was so Beltway obsessed. Yeah, it was just who's in power, who's out of power, who wants power, who's who's grabbing power, who's helping them get power. It was just it was it had nothing to do with real people and their lives, which just I I'm I'm sick of it. And listen, I'm a guy who's obsessed over the Constitution and history and the country and political systems since I was a little kid. But it's just so transactional and so not about real ideas it, it, i don't watch the news oh, but speaking of real that's a good decision boy um speaking of real people in their lives i have those emails some stark okay. contrasts um with how the distant learn distance learning thing is going at various schools okay i want to hear that uh but i got more on this people not watching the news that i think okay. will fit yes. into our whole thing oh by the way hansen do you have the answer did somebody brush their teeth in the fountain is that what you heard uh no i saw it you saw somebody brushing their teeth. He's wearing his mask. You saw somebody brushing their teeth in the fountain. Yep. Like yeah, using the water morning. to brush their teeth or just spitting in the fountain. No, no, Both no. There gross. was a toothbrush and there was they were dipping into the oh, fountain. 
That is unbelievable. Well, there's not a faucet. How are you going to get the toothbrush wet without <laughs> dipping it in, Jack? Yeah, well, it looks reasonably clean, that water. Oh. You remember when there was that guy, that overnight guy, who was sitting on the basin in the bathroom washing his feet in the sink? I do recall that. Yes. That's disgusting. That's aberrant behavior, man. You're right, Sean. That is disgusting. Oy. So 57% of people no longer watch the nightly news because it stresses them out. I say it's a combination of stresses them out and it's a bunch of BS, or a lot of it is. True that. Um, and um, a new survey finds the majority of Americans feel no news is better than any news at all before bed. Six in ten respondents say the coronavirus news cycle has negatively impacted their mental health. Yeah, I remember the idea of watching the, I guess it was the 10 o'clock news Growing up in the Midwest? Yeah, we did that every night. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I would absolutely not do that now. I don't do that now. Why I stop m- working, you know, mm. in the mid-evening just so I won't be thinking about that stuff as I try to go to sleep. For some reason in the Midwest, it was the 10 o'clock news and Johnny Carson came on at 1030. And then on the coast, it's the 11 o'clock news. Mm-hmm. Johnny Carson came on at 1130. Why would you stay up that late? I grew up in the Midwest. It just seems much more reasonable to watch the news at 10. Sure. Maybe catch a little Carson and go to bed at a reasonable time. Right. What are you doing at midnight? Yeah. In real life. Johnny Carson probably cost me more sleep than anything as a teenager, as a you know 10-year-old to an 18-year-old, just because I had to catch the first half hour of Carson, but, but just to, love them so much. To your point about the news, the last thing in the world I'm going to freaking do is watch the news before I go to bed. Oh, no, no, no. I'd rather watch a, a slasher film than leave the window open. I mean, it's just <laughs> terrible, terrible for your mental health. Don't do it. So how's the online learning thing going, among other things? Oh, just swimmingly. We've got uh, coming up. How's it going for you? Text line 415-295-KFTC. This is crazy. I heard about a 12-year-old in Australia who was just caught doing something pretty unexpected. Three minors were caught gambling at an Australian casino, including a 12-year-old girl. Yeah. The girl was like, it ain't gambling when you have a system. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so next hour, we'll uh, talk a little, some COVID st- stats that will just amaze you. It's what people think about COVID, the stats, that will amaze you. Right. Uh, our perceptions we're getting through the probably cable news channels that are so incredibly wrong. We'll probably talk some, I don't know, maybe I'll leave the room for any conversation about the, what are you calling it? The Democrat fancy Zoom call. <laughs> Did you happen to catch the uh, the high school audio video department level production of like a, a rendition of what's going on that they closed the evening with? No, I didn't. I'll have to show you that during the break. Okay. It's, it's pretty... It's interesting, man. It's sad. Why was Eva Longoria moderating? <laughs> Very good question. Because Desperate Housewives was a big deal 25 years ago? I don't know. When Joe Biden had his faculties? <laughs> I mean, she was fine at it. It yeah, wasn't yeah. bad, but just, it was... Yeah. Why, why is it you? <laughs> Got a note just uh, moments ago from uh, Jeremy, whose daughter goes to UNC Chapel Hill. Uh, they showed up uh, to have college in person, and a week later, they're shut down because they got a bunch of cases of the vid. Um, apparently, Jeremy's daughter said, uh, reporting home the whole time about slack mask usage and nobody's social distancing. Um, now she's got to come home. Yeah, I sh- you know, I've thrown that in a couple of times in the discussions about the school. I'm horrified that my kids aren't going to be in school, or at least it seems that way as of today. 
Um, they're, they're applying for a waiver. But anyway, um, I'm horrified that kids won't be in school, but I haven't heard a good answer for what you do if one of the kids in the class tests positive. You shut down. Or so it would seem. If that I, is if that is what you do, well, then you can't open up. Uh, I mean, president, I hate to be the guy to say that, but I'm the president of zero universities. But I will tell you this: <laughs> if I opened up with a bunch of college students, I would do so with the assumption sure. that there are going to be lots of people who got the vid. They're college kids; they act the way college kids do, and 99.8 percent of them that get the vid are going to be fine. Or so it would seem. Yeah, well, but I, I, we're we're getting back to the whole uh, the cure being worse than the disease argument, sure. and I want to pay this off. A couple of emails we received practically back to back, I thought were very interesting. Uh, this one from um, we'll just say Al Anonymous. My son's uh, school gave the option to homeschool or come into school. My son wanted to go to school. Great. Turns out those in the classroom are on Zoom with the teacher and the students at home. So they're just zooming from the classroom. And, oh, by the way, there was no Internet at the school today for four hours. My son said he just sat there and talked to his friends. That's eh, going well. That's kind of the important part of school, if you ask me. Oh, it's, it's <laughs> Sitting a big there part talking to your friends. It's, oh. Well, yeah, it's something the kids are definitely missing in need for mental yeah. health. But they also need that whole what is it reading and writing thing. And then this uh, from a particular school. There'll be apps for that eventually. It's fine. District uh, Jennifer says uh, all the students were already issued a Google Chromebook even before this COVID time. So thankfully that was set up. They didn't have to start from ground zero. So far the school year, the teachers are being almost militant about everybody logging in on time, being logged in the correct way, have their video on, turn in their homework and classwork on time, etc. I'm glad to have some some semblance of order and hoping they can get back to in-person instruction. there There was zero of that last year. In summary, to your point. So far, it's a vast improvement over what we experienced in the spring. Great. Not perfect, but for a high schooler, they can handle it and are mature enough. At least my daughter is. Uh, of course, they're really young kids. It's just it's just time lost. Um, yeah, I got something about that. But we have breaking news. Breaking news, Michael. We have to hit the breaking news. I'd meant to tease this the whole show. I thought I had a good tease to keep people tuned in the whole four hours because Trump teased last night he was going to pardon somebody very important today. Oh, I hope it's me. It's I, hope be it's me. Huge. I hope it's me. You haven't committed a crime, have you? <laughs> oh, Are you hilarious. some sort of pre-pardon? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'd like to be pardoned in advance, please. For a variety of things. I may or may not have. Been. I have ideas. Anyway, yes, what happened? And everybody was guessing, so is it Flynn? Is it... Hold on. <laughs> got, oh, well, now we all vid. got it. Oh, it's geez. the vid. Gemini. Coronavirus! So Trump had teased that he's going to pardon somebody very, very important, and everybody's guessing if it's Michael Flynn or Cohen or whoever the heck it might be. Um, he Alex is, Baldwin. He has pardoned on this the 100-year anniversary of women getting the right to vote. That's when it headed south. Yeah, I know it. Um, <laughs> kid, that's a complete joke. It actually is a complete joke. Yeah, More on that it's later. It's mostly a joke. But... Um, <laughs> He has pardoned Susan B. Anthony for what? Finally. What did she do? Let her out of jail. I'm sure she was arrested for some demonstration or something. It was something. Uh, illegally voting. Oh. Okay. She went in and voted. Yeah. That's a good protest if you want the right to vote. Yeah. No, I think harnessing all the people in this country, women, minorities, everybody, is what gives us the power to dominate the world. If you if you eliminate women, for instance, you've cut out half the talent of your country. 
Oh yeah. Why would you do that? Well, I, if you if we eliminate min- minorities, you do the similar things with, with smaller percentages. Oh yeah, it was terrible. You're, you're leaving uh, w- wonderful uh, intellect and energy untapped. Yeah, I mean, even if you get away from the whether it's fair or not, you know, you can get to the fairness argument, which it's unfair, obviously on its face. Sure, but natural just as, rights. But just as a country, it's a bad idea. Sure, sure. Uh, on the other hand, uh, women voters have led us directly into bigger and bigger government. And more and more government programs. And uniforms but, for five-year-olds playing Little League. Yes, yes. The Perhaps the greatest sin of American womanhood, making Little League fancy. <laughs> now they have pretty uniforms and ceremonies. Wasn't the dads who pushed that. Oh, it's insufferable. Thanks, Susan B. Anthony. Three-hour-long opening ceremonies for eight-year-olds? What? Is, what? What is this? <laughs> yeah. Susan B. Anthony. The B stands for baseball is ruined. I don't think yeah. that's true. Um, <laughs> I got one more thing on the school ball. I thought he was going to pardon Stone. He already commuted Roger Stone's sentence, I guess. Well, actually, when I heard it, I thought, oh, no, what is this going to be that's going to, like, you know, make half the country hate even more? I mean, what's... It's today's Trump reversing. But it's a, it's a, it's a perfectly fine sort of normal thing that countries do. It's like National Pancake Day. I don't know. It, it says to me, he's soft on crime. <laughs> Going easy on voter fraud. Yes. Yeah. In front of the most important <laughs> election of our lifetime. Right, exactly. Mail-in voting, post office, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> oh, perfect. Mm. So some COVID stats that people have completely wrong, mostly because of the media, I think. Some more on the schooling. Uh, we'll touch a little on what happened at the so-called convention that has not, has not mattered in 40 years anyway. Nobody convened. Yeah. Armstrong and Getty.